Hi there. Uh, uh, this is Caroline Chen. I'm with uh, Intel Corporation. Based on all the work that we're doing here at Intel and with our ecosystem partners, I'm very confident that 5G, Edge, and AI together will change the world. I'm Sean Kinney, and welcome to Will 5G Change the World, the weekly podcast where we engage with a wide variety of industry experts to answer that important question. But before we get into the discussion, we have a recurring segment where we try to get to know our guests a little bit better by posing three questions from the Proust questionnaire. So Caroline, are you ready for those? I am. All right. Question number one, when and where were you happiest? Oh, no doubt. It was the four years I spent in University of Texas at Austin. It's the transformational experience to take a girl from an all-Catholic girls' school to one of the biggest universities in the hippiest city in the United States. I introduced her to football. That was it. Changed my life. Hook'em horns. Question number two, Caroline, where would you most like to live? I would love to live in New Zealand, but that's a dream. Realistically, I'm probably going to live in Austin, Texas. And question number three, what is your most marked characteristic, Caroline? Depends on who you ask. If you ask my boss, he will tell you that I am optimistic. I seem to know everyone and remember what people have done. And I will bring up the most interesting facts about the person at the most inconsiderable time, making sure that the person is on guard. <laughs> All right. Very good. And, uh, you know, the last time we chatted was my second to last business trip before the pandemic. And we were at your office in Dallas and we caught up on the CBRS deployment That's of the right. American Dream. We uh, talked about edge computing, which we'll hear more about today. And we also talked about gambling on uh, hockey, which perhaps a niche interest, but hey, at least we share it. But before we get into 5G, let's set a baseline here. And maybe you can lay out for us organizationally and strategically how Intel approaches 5G mm -hmm. and how you, in your capacity as vice president of the data platforms group and general manager of the network business incubator division for the network platforms group, fit into that organizational strategy. And um, maybe you can also tell us how you fit your title on business cards. <laughs> so let me let, let me give you the easiest answer is the 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 five the five G. How do we look at five G? We look at five G is way more than a connectivity, and, and that shows in also my new my role as well. So five G is if five G is more than connectivity, that means five G is really about the compute. And that's a very important part that when you were in my office, we, we talked we talk around it. We think that 5G and Edge and AI are inseparable. Uh, three pillars to why 5G is transformational. If you simply look at connectivity on its own, that is a 
industry that has been struggling to be relevant beyond making phone calls and so on. You, could, you, you, you know that by looking at the stock price of a pure telco versus the cloud, right? You see that, the, that LTE has enabled many different new uh, revolutionary applications that Airbnb and Uber and Lyft and so on. But ultimately, has that perforated the benefit of the entire telco industry? I would say the ROI has been somewhat limited, has not been fully uh, um, rev uh, realized by, by everybody that built that pipeline. But 5G is different, right? 5G from the ground up is built with ultra low liability, built with enterprise, built with machine in mind. When you have that, you natively, you're thinking about how do we take advantage? If it's 5G is more than connectivity, then the element of compute comes in, then the AI, the maturity of AI also plays a factor. AI and 5G are symbiotic. You have the, you have 5G taking all the data from the edge to the cloud for training, but at the same time, the, the results also gets back to the edge where you can run the inference. That's where you see why 5G becomes such an important element, why the geopolitics started playing in there. So when in my role, what, what I'm asked to do is to take the idea of 5G, the network being codified, the AI and edge compute, really start driving it into different verticals, expanding the reach of that. The idea is OT plus CT plus IT altogether create this new economic paradigm. The economic paradigm is compete everywhere. When you look at network, every single node is filled with compute. And that's how we started the foundation of 5G as a baseline. That's all our investments going into. Okay, so there's a, a good bit to unpack there, but we'll maybe start high level. You said 5G, it's about a lot more than connectivity. And, you know, you're right. It's a, it's a generational upgrade, but it's a whole new architecture. End-to-end -end virtualization is the, uh, the vision, at least. So maybe you can take us around the trend lines that you're seeing as you engage with your operators uh, around virtualization, extending that out of the core and then distributing that compute. And then, um, you know, there's also this disaggregation of hardware and software that is, I don't know if nascent is the right word, but there's still plenty of ramp on that whole conversation. So just help me understand how Intel's thinking about that portion of 5G, and then we'll look into those other two pillars that you mentioned. Right. I think we've been working on the network transformation for a long time. Uh, 5G really started showing, giving a market shifting opportunities uh, with all of the, the, the challenges we faced before. We, this is a 10 year journey or longer for us. I've been in Intel now 11 years and we were working on the virtualizing, the, the, especially around the RAN side. Uh, we see acceleration. So obviously the virtualization started with the core, but with 5G, even the brownfield Operators are really start pushing it. You see ORAN being being part of the in play. Uh, 
obviously you have the green fields like like Rakuten, like DISH coming in. Much easier for them to start building this desegregated model from day one. But we see even for the brownfield, they start doing quite a few of these by adding compute into different elements of the network. Start taking advantage of the fact that 5G is more than just connectivity. So we, we do see that by 2035, the 5G industry value chain will be worth about 3.5 trillion. But if that's a huge number, but it's still small compared to the global economic output 5G will, will create across industry, like 10 trillion give or take in, in revenues. But none of these will have been possible if we do not drive the transformation of the network. Recently, Sean, you've seen the, the fact that the Microsoft has made two acquisitions that everybody talk about, right? Affirmed and MetaSwitch. What does that really tell us? It's telling us is that the, while the network is driving towards the cloud economics, the cloud service provider also see the opportunities of what network can bring to their business. Right? Traditionally, our operators are really focusing on the phones, uh, the consumer market, the B2C side. But because the, of the opportunity that introduced on the B2B side, the enterprise, the vertical, you are seeing the, the clouds coming down as well. So everything we talked about that is a merger of compute and connectivity really started accelerating by 5G. And it's because it's 5G was designed to be that way. So today we estimate about 50% of the newly deployed core network is virtualized. We believe that it will grow to be about 80% by 2024. REN is behind. REN is, is more difficult. You, you do have a large established network out there. But we, we are seeing a gradual progression of that. We are seeing many of our established service providers and established equipment providers are moving towards that. ORAN is a good example. I sit on the board of a telecom infrastructure project, TIP. That's another example. How do we help them together and move that forward? GSMA has played a, a huge role to transform the network edge into about a $65 billion opportunities by 2024 for, for all of us. So here we really see the cloud compute, the cloud economics capability in data centers. We want to extend that all the way out to the network's edge. All right, so with the idea of, of edge computing in the context of 5G, 5G is the access technology that lets us get down to sub 10 millisecond latency, but that's not really meaningful if you have to run that compute workload in a data center somewhere far away. You need that at the edge. So I wanna kinda understand how you see the role of edge when we think about industrial uh, transformation, just vertical transformation in general. And then Caroline, you also said something really interesting there about the acquisitions that Microsoft has made recently. So uh, help me contextualize this. I guess my view is right now the operators are trying to get that network out to the edge quite, you know, quite physically trying to do this. Whereas these cloud providers are already at the edge and they're trying to get back to that, to that network. So 
What does that mean in terms of competitive dynamics and how we think about who is a service provider and what do they do at the edge? And, you know, you mentioned Open RAN and I'll throw private networks in there. There's a, a whole lot mm -hmm. of things going on right now that I think could really shift the way we think about how we get services. Yeah, interesting, right? Sean, I mean, before you know where you get your service from, right? You get your uh, SIM card from the wireless providers and you get your application device in the cloud. It's a very, there's a somewhat clear uh, delineation between the, the, the domain. But I think the 5G and the network transformation really accelerate that the merging of uh, cloud and, uh, and, and, and telco. Rakuten is a very good example. Rakuten was started as an e-commerce provider. Now they have network. I see this as a less of a competitive. It's more of a cooperation, collaboration to grow it together. Um, I mean, I read the same blog posts from Microsoft that I'm sure you've read, right? They are really looking at how do they help accelerate the telco as well. They see uh, the, this, the Azure has a private edge. I think that the blog, they talk about that because they play an instrumental role in the enterprise. And now that 5G is entering, uh, become a very useful transformational tool for the enterprise. So if I were them, I wanted to also come in I wanted to gain that expertise at hand, the telco expertise that that this you know there's that this is the boundary in in between. But when you see the boundaries start to become blurred, you will see the two industry cross training and cross learning from each other. Uh, if you if you pay some attention to LinkedIn, you see some cross hiring from both also. It, I think all of this is actually good for us as consumers, good for the economy, because we're always looking at how do we make our verticals and enterprise much more productive? How do we grow the next Airbnb, the next Uber? Where is that going to come from? My guess is that it's going to come from the media side. It's going to come from healthcare and possibly from education. None of these will have been possible if you do not have the compute in the cloud capability and the connectivity capability that provided by 5G. Somewhere in that Venn diagram in the middle is where the innovation is gonna happen. The next Airbnb, Uber is gonna happen. That's my projection. Okay, so we've got these three pillars. We talked about 5G and edge and how that combination gives you real-time network responsiveness. Uh, we've talked around how cloud economics and software kind of really changed the game for a service provider and from a user. What about that third pillar? What about AI? Uh, what's the big picture here? We could have a, you know, a super detailed conversation about this, but just keep it high level and broad here in terms of 5G, Edge, and AI. Why is AI that third pillar? AI... Uh First of all, without 5G, because AI really re required a data movement, right? The, most of the data happened, 
captured at the edge. And some of this need to be consumed at the edge, but a lot of the data also need to be brought back to the cloud for the training. And there was a cal calculation a while back when I first started 5G, the amount of data needs to be moving back and forth is more than a national backbone can manage. So what does that tell me? So it tells me that some of the data needs to be immediately consumed at the edge. So that's where edge compute happens. And some of this you'll bring back to the cloud, but the learnings also need to come, come back to the edge to get the inferencing value of it. One of the really good example would be the way that networks being optimized today. When I was in Nortel, we were doing this because we're smart network engineers using heuristics algorithm to optimize a network. But now you're seeing more and more of the network optimization happen via AI. The whole ORAN architecture has something called RIC, uh, Radio Information um, Controller. A lot of it's a fertile ground for AI and inferencing and neural network to help optimize network in the real time. We, there you see a lot of V2X capabilities that's been rolling out. Um, FCC started talking about giving out V2X spectrums. It's because you're now capturing all the images on the roll, you are now being able to digest and predict what the roll conditions adjust accordingly. Is this any kind of accidents? And you need you will be as more and more car get to this level two, level three, helping the car to make the right decision, helping to to control the the, the HD map. So all of these means lots of data, learnings, neural networks, all power the fact that you have this large bandwidth and low latency network called 5G. So Caroline, at the top of the show, you told me that the combination of 5G edge computing and AI will certainly change the world. So when do we know that it happened? At what point and based on what indicators can we reach a you know, consensus agreement that these technologies are uh, of significantly more value collectively than individually? I think, honestly, I, I think you will see that um, instead of big bang moment, you will start seeing that after this COVID situation. I, I personally think that COVID actually accelerated. Um, there was a temporary delay, but you see the acceleration happening. We're seeing that right now in, in China. We're seeing the announcement coming out of China Unicom and Tencent, they're gonna put a, uh, a concept of uh, a network in a box uh, type of uh, uh, structure in, under, in, in, in the cell site going to commercial deployment. We are seeing um, telehealth. We are seeing smart education that really getting ready, should there be another wave that the, the kids will be able to get the immersive media uh, education at home with AI telling how well they're learning. We're actually working on some of that projects today in China. You will start seeing a graduate uh, moment you say, oh, oh my goodness, that is different. That is now a co compute with connectivity and AI really started changing how certain business is run. Uh, we have some industrial um, 
proof of concept that's happening this year. We do believe that 2021, you will see some early deployment to come into industrial, running automation, optimization, including uh, enforcing social distancing, using imaging until you're too close to me, you need to get certain apart. You will see this, I think, you guys see the first wave next year, rather than later. And there'll be, there will be, you'll be reporting on that and you people start graduating, realizing, recognizing the evolution, the revolution is happening. Well, I look forward to that playing out. And I think that's a point really well made. You know, COVID has catalyzed a lot of these connectivity-based applications in terms of, of adoption. And when we come out from under this, will that be, and I hate to use this phrase, the new normal, but I, I, it seems like it very well may be based on all the indicators. So Caroline, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk through these three pillars that all add up to innovation and sharing Intel's perspective on uh, how 5G will change the world. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Will 5G Change the World is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. The show today was produced and edited by me, Sean Kenny. Thanks for listening.